Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on allomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What's up? What's up? It's Fat Mascara. I'm Jess. You are so excited. I'm Jen. Well, we just had like a righteous guest here and I can't wait to get to like the main event. But first we have a lot to talk about. Oh, and you're Jen. Did you say you're Jen? I think I said I was Jen. I'm okay. Jen. Okay. I'm all like hopped up. I can't even get, can't even talk. What do you want to talk okay. about? So first we are going to talk about Cosmoprof. We were sorry to leave you hanging last week, but we had a very busy week and we're going to talk about all the things we saw, we learned about, we studied. Then we're going to talk about collagen supplements. A lot of you have been asking whether or not they are a bunch of baloney and we're going to get to the bottom of that. And then we're going to talk about weightless. I mean, are these bogus? Waitlists. It sounds like you said a waitlist, but yeah, wait. No, waitlists. Like, you know, sold out, 500 like kukujuku masks. There's like, been pre orders. You might not be able to get it. Order now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not so sure about that. But then let's get to this guest I was all hopped up about. I know. I'm surprised you let me introduce her because you're so excited. <sighs> wow. We have beauty royalty in the studio. We have Erin Lauder. <gasps> She's the style and image director of SD Lauder which I always thought was Estee Lauder, but she kept saying Estee Lauder. I think we have permission now. Yeah. She's also the creative director and co-founder of Erin, and we're just going to get like a, a primer in style from her, I think. Let's get into it. Get into it. Um, okay, little PSA right before we talk about the Cosmoprof stuff. 
a couple weeks ago, we had Linda Wells on, and she mentioned something called the drop test. So go back if you don't know what we're talking about. But she mentioned that she learned when she started working at Revlon, there is something called the drop test, which is like they drop cosmetics from X amount of feet high to make sure they don't crack and crumble. And we all had a good giggle about it. But then a cosmetics executive uh, had a little conversation with me, and she's like, I don't really feel like it was super clear that what the drop tests are for. And I re-listened to it and I was like, oh gosh, it certainly wasn't. The drop tests are really, they're not to make sure that like customers don't smash their products yeah, like, for it's, fun. It's not about your powder coming off your vanity. Yeah, it's really, because you know, why would you do that from 16 feet high? It's so that when the palettes go from factory to factory, warehouse to retailer warehouse, like a CVS, where it gets put on a truck back to another warehouse, yada, yada, yada it needs to make sure that it can withstand all that. So this is what I learned, and it should be pretty obvious, but we should have done a better job of spelling this out for you guys. The more mass brands, they have to travel more. So that's why it's important for like a Revlon or a Maybelline or a L'Oreal to have these drop tests. And that's why, you know, I'm not speaking to the specific products, but you might not get that amazing like Tom Forty, Charlotte Tilbury color payoff, you know, from a less expensive product because they don't have to travel as much. So that's why those drop tests are yeah. so critical. And I thought that was interesting. I thought you guys might like to know. So a little added service there. And it's also with like the Instagram direct brands. They're just going from that warehouse to your house. Right. Whereas the other ones have to go to the Walgreens distribution center. So yeah, so drop tests are super, they're super important and they, they have the color payoff is related to that. So the more, you know, thanks Jess. Da -da -da. Vegas, baby. We went to Vegas. <laughs> Can I just say my highlight of Cosmoprof was not actually in Cosmoprof. It's when we went to dinner in front of the Bellagio fountains. Oh, gorgeous. And you were, you were deeply moved by Celine Dion fountain art. I didn't know that the, the fountains danced. It was quite beautiful. I... I I think that was definitely my favorite part of Vegas. <laughs> so we went there because Cosmoprof happens. I think it also happens in Italy, but it happens once a year. And it's not a consumer-facing show like BeautyCon. It's mm -hmm. where people go when they're building a new brand and they want to find their package supplier and they want to yep. find their formula maker. There are brands there that are finished. They're usually looking for distributors or a new retailer. So buyers from like Anthropology are there seeing if they can find a cute new brand you haven't seen yet. So it's not really for customers like you guys, but media like us go because we want to we want to find new stuff that we haven't seen yet. And then there's lots of education surrounding it. So, for example, we hosted a panel. Um, just so you have a little background, that's why we were there. The panel was about how influencers are shaping the industry. Yeah, before we talk about like what our favorite things we saw on the floor were, maybe we should just give a highlight of something we talked about at the panel. Yeah, so I, you know, found it very informative. Um, I one of the things I was most moved by was one of the questions that somebody asked at the end, which was, you know, since since there were so many influencers on the panel, what do you do? And a lot of the people in the panel, a lot of people in the audience were like small brand owners. Mm -hmm. If an influencer like takes down your product, and it really reminded me how much power influencers have to like I, cream a brand, like I destroy a brand. for that one. There was a woman from a brand. It wasn't even a small, small brand. And she said, what happens like so-and-so influencer tries your powder, A, they put it on incorrectly and that's oh, why yeah. it doesn't work. Or they use a new serum and it gives them a rash and then all of a sudden, not only are they telling their followers it gave them a rash, we've heard stories of um, influencers that are then telling their followers to go to the page and like put bad comments on their comments. What is your thought on that? I think like they're really crap people in the world and you know <laughs> yeah. and and Instagram has given social media has given them a platform and now we're seeing how it can like impact business you know and it's one thing if it's like you know people are shouting at Walmart or they're shouting at like Domino's Pizza or something or whatever Papa John's it's one it's another thing where somebody is like putting their life into making like mineral makeup and yeah. I, I don't understand why somebody would use their power to like, it's one thing if you're like, this one wasn't for me. It might work for you. Next, move on. I yeah, don't think we not, need to like lovey-dove everything. No, and we're not 100% positive about every beauty product we've tried, even though we're traditional journalists, but we do our homework and we're not going to diss someone just for the sake of being like a yeah. bitch or a I think, jerk. Yeah, I think humanity and like kindness has to come into play. Yeah, and I felt bad for some of those brands. Yeah, like if I also, if I don't like a brand... Like very often, you know, we've been, people have asked us about this. What if you don't like something? Very often if I don't like something, I'm not going to talk about it. 
I'm not going to like, you will know what I like and you probably won't know what I don't like because I haven't mentioned it. Yeah. I would never say I hate this brand and I think that like this stuff sucks blah, blah, because I don't want to ruin that person's livelihood. And it doesn't work for you, Jess Matlin, who's certain age yeah. with certain skin tone, but yeah. it could work for somebody else. So just keep that in mind if yeah. you're like online giving a bad review, like, you know, put it inside the thinking of, oh, well, for me, it didn't work because of yeah. X, Y, Z. And I really hope karma comes around. Karma is a bitch. Now, yeah. let's talk about some positive things from Cosmo. Okay. We were out on the floor. Mm-hmm. So after we did our panel and before we did our panel, I was going around. So I wanted to share like one brand I found that I thought was so cool. Tell. It was called J-Scent. J-Scent. Okay. Or is it J-Fragrance? We'll check that, but the sad part is okay. you can't even buy it yet, Why? so it doesn't matter. This is a Japanese fragrance brand, and I don't know if you guys know, never hear about Japanese exactly. Fragrance. So if you don't know about the history of fragrance in Japan, it is not as widely used as it is in other countries. In fact, it's thought of as kind of vulgar there. Like yeah. a lot of women don't and men don't wear heavy colognes. So all of the fragrances are based on historical things in Japan. So my favorite one, it was it said sumo on it, and I was like. Oh my God, who wants to smell like a sumo wrestler? Mm. That's disgusting. And the woman explained to me that they use a very special, was that your throat? No, (laughs) maybe. You got excited about the sumo wrestler? (laughs) Um, A very special oil when they slick back their hair. You know how they always have that? Oh yeah. And it has this like beautiful waxy kind of floral smell to it. And that's the fragrance of the the scent. But that's really interesting. Is that a cool story? So I don't know if you're a buyer for a beauty brand, but you should go check check it out. That's really cool. I was interested in... Um, a number of the like infrared light devices and like blue light devices. I, I'm seeing more at home light devices for the anti-aging market, like for anti-aging field. Yeah. And I've always been quite skeptical of a lot of them. And I've also, some of them feel like a bit of homework. Like when I go home, I don't want to like sit on the couch and sister, you said it. I've tried, I have tried, but even if you wear the mask while you're doing other things, it's still doing like you have to do homework. Right. Well, I saw something that looked like almost like a reading lamp. So if I could put that on my side table oh. and just like be chilling with my magazine or just like taking a little snoozeroo. Was it enough light that you could? There were two lamps. Were they red and blue like LED? They were just totally red. Right now I'm, thank God, past the acne stage. It's all about Yeah, like red is for the antibacterial, like, right? No, blue is for antibacterial. Red is for plumping okay, and, got it. you know, collagen building. So if I could just take a snooze under that and not have to be holding something. That's actually kind of a genius idea. Do you think they're available yet? They're not available for the, for, um, they're professional right now, but they should be available to the public in the next year. Don't worry, I got his card. Nice. I'll see you later, Brian. (laughs) Okay, Brian. And just to (laughs) clarify, it is J-Scent. Sorry about that. Okay. And it was fragrance number nine. It's called Sumo Wrestler. And the oil's the Bensuke, which is, I think the Geisha used that too. It's part of, Mm. um, Vicky Sai talked about it. It's her primer, has that kind of waxy feel of the Bensuke oil. So anyway, you're getting schooled left and right today. Thanks for having us, Cosmo Prof. See you next year. So, Jen, um, the other night I was preparing a healthy dinner. You know, it was a late one. Just got back from the gym. <sighs> Had to repair my muscles. That's right, people. She's still doing the fitness thing. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's um, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to find out what works for me. But I had to prepare something quick and nutritious. So I just made a little bit of Quaker oats. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to jack this up with a little bit of peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Get that protein. And I'm going to put some collagen powder in there, my moon juice. Okay. And and Jeff looked at me and he's like, what, what are you doing? You know? And like, uh, maybe I was a little bit of a show off and I was like, more like, look what I'm doing. That's probably more <laughs> how the story went. <laughs> Tee hee. <laughs> little insight into my relationship. <laughs> like what me. <laughs> I'm getting collagen. <laughs> I'm healthy too. And I was like, look, I'm so healthy. And he was like, looked at it. And I was like, you know, w- what do you think? And he was like, I don't know. Like, you know, I don't know about like the research, like, but he wasn't like shaming it. He was just kind of like curious. And that made me think like how much of this stuff is getting into my skin. Right. And I continued to eat it. I had it like three meals and 
three days in a row. And I have to tell you that Moonju stuff tastes awesome. It's super sweet. And Mm -hmm. like, I feel good about myself. Okay. Actually, I'll just tell you one thing. I don't know if you ever see that Nutrigreen commercial where like they have the bar in the morning. It shows how it impacts the rest of their day. Yeah. Like eating other healthy things. It puts me in a healthy mindset. So like I've been... That's awesome. That conversation did not deter me. But I do... Wonder. wonder like how much like is my skin bouncy as hell like a week later or is it kind of the same I don't know right so I'm glad you asked because a ton of our listeners asked and you guys really wanted to know about this and I've been working on a story with a writer and we did a lot of background interviews and I was really really surprised I will say this a lot of these collagen supplements are sold at beauty stores and the beauty benefits are really hard to prove I'm not saying collagen doesn't do other things. We were able to find studies that show, truly not studies, one study that Mm -hmm. showed a particular collagen supplement in humans, double blind. These are double blind, placebo controlled. Like this isn't a clinical from the company, which they can sort of like finagle to make it look good. Um, This is research backed. One study did show that after four weeks of use, hydration was like a little bit better in the skin Mm -hmm. and elasticity was a little bit better in the skin. But there are no studies showing that if you consume collagen or collagen supplements, your skin gets more collagen. Are you wondering why? Um, no, I'm still thinking about what I'm going to eat when I get home. <laughs> Every- <laughs> well, but- funny you should ask. <laughs> yes, yes. No, why? Why? So, for example, Dr. Dennis Gross, he's a dermatologist. Yes. He was, he was explaining what happens to collagen when you consume it. It's a type of protein. There are like 28 types of collagen. I'm not going to get into all that. Your stomach breaks it down into amino acid chains. Your body needs amino acids because you have fibroblasts in your skin that are pumping out collagen. They're the cells that, you know, that make the collagen. They need the building blocks, which is, you know, amino acids. But the collagen gets broken down by your stomach. I don't care if it's liquid, powder, whatever. Digestion works the same way. You are not having a full collagen bundle of molecules floating around and into your blood and then out into your skin. It just doesn't work like that. So what happens to this collagen? It breaks down into amino acids and then your body uses the amino acids in any way it wants to. It doesn't like say, oh, you got it from that Sephora collagen supplement? I better put these amino acids to your skin cells. But the amino acids are still good for you though, right? Of course. Okay, so it's still good for you. It's still good for you. However, a bunch of the nutritionists we talked to and dermatologists said, if you're not deficient in protein, vitamin C, um, some of the other things that are Mm -hmm. in these powders, there really is no need to eat these powders because all of those building blocks of collagen and anything else that makes mm-hmm. you healthy, you're getting them from a well-balanced diet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do like the idea that you, like you said, doing it made you feel healthy. Like it triggered yeah. you to eat healthier. You were like, it just made it a conscious decision in your mind. Like I'm being healthy today, right? Yeah. Like I think there's a benefit in that way. And there are some studies that and there show- there are nutrients in there. Totally. And yeah. I'm not saying there's yeah. not, yeah. but I think they market them in this way that makes it seem like- Put collagen in, collagen comes to my skin, voila. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it just doesn't work like that. By the way, a lot of the collagen, I know the one you're using is vegetarian, a lot of it is from animal byproducts like yeah. beaks and <gasps> bones and things. So Sick. this isn't even human collagen. It's like yeah. you're getting yeah. another animal's collagen yeah. broken yeah. down, like if you were having chicken soup. Yeah. Um, but like I said, the benefits are that you feel healthier, and there have been some studies showing joint health like it does it has been shown this has been studied more and it's probably because it's more of a health thing and less of a beauty thing that it can improve you know um joint pain and things like that but if you think you're just like drinking a collagen drink and then all of a sudden your skin's bouncy no that's not how it works okay well i'm glad that we've managed our expectations in that way yeah, and I'm sure I'm going to get emails from some brand that's like, we have a clinical. And I'm not saying your skin isn't better after you did that, but who's to say it's not because you took your collagen powder and then you're like, oh, I'm in a healthy mood. I'm going to put on my moisturizer tonight. Right, you know? There's like there could be something like we behavioral got, like, about it. Like what's control? So right. just I'm not saying don't take them, but like if you were thinking about shelling out 50 bucks and you're like, I don't really have 50 bucks, but I really want bouncy skin, right. there's other things you can do. All right, but I'm still moon juicing. Go ahead, go for okay. it. Get you some oatmeal with some protein. Okay. All right. Cool. Jen, do these people think we're morons? Who are these people? I don't actually know who we're talking about. Who are these people? I am so tired of getting email that say like, sold out. Last chance. <laughs> like 150,000 pre-orders. 
Better get on that wait list now or else you might not get blah, blah, blah beauty products. Like starry fuck face face masks. <laughs> you need to, like, we only made 5,000 and they're already gone. Girl, please. It is 2018. Yeah. The fact that, like, I'm supposed to believe that, like, 10,000 people have pre-ordered a face mask. The fact that I'm supposed to believe that a company doesn't do business <laughs> projections and think about how popular their product is and make enough for everybody. I'm just tired of this. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired, too. I'm, like, to I'm, go- I'm good night. No, honestly, this this has been like a marketing thing that's been com- it started a couple years ago and it's just gaining momentum and now every little brand under the sun is doing it. And honestly, I think that it's I think it's false advertising. It's, I think it's dishonest. Yeah. It's like I'm, it's 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 unethical. And you know, we keep on talking about okay, I I maybe it sounds like it's too late and like I've had like two glasses of wine. It's not. But like I feel like we're talking about like ethics in all areas of the world and business and everything. And I truly believe that like this kind of, even just these small things, I read these emails, I get these, you know, PR blasts, whatever. It's on it's the not, websites too. Yeah. They're doing it to consumers, yeah. not just That's editors. what I mean. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. Just, it, like, it's unethical. I will say I, I tried to call a couple brands that are claiming that they have, you just know. Just jump right into it. <laughs> no, no. I just want to, yeah, yeah. we did our homework, yeah, yeah. Um, that they sold out or that they, they filled up their pre-orders or this many people pre-ordered. And I just, because I was like, oh, I might write about this yeah. for the website. It must be really exciting. I said, is there any, you know, internal document you can give me to show me the you know, 200,000 pre-orders you've had or the 10,000, you know, that you had made are already gone. And I've asked a couple companies, nope. They've all said, yeah, let me look into it. Let me look into it. And it's been a week now and I haven't heard back from any of them. If they were so, like, if this was actually true, they would be so excited to like forward those emails. Yeah, they'd like cross out some things that I didn't need to see. Yeah. Sure, I don't need all your internal data. But look here, we ordered 400,000. There's already 400,000 that sold on the site or 40,000. Also, that many people? Like, like, they're not pre... Do you ever pre-order? I've never pre-ordered. I pre-ordered I, mean, I know that... These shoes, I'm not going to lie. These are Proenza Schooler, and I pre-ordered them, and I love them nice. very, very much. But that is like a fashion thing. Oh, wait, no, I pre-ordered a dress. Fashion. It, yeah. But like, you know, well, we were talking to our fabulous intern, Chloe, who made the, you know, connection that it's kind of like fa- beauty is trying to get into this like hype beast moment, like, oh, like Supreme. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like, you know... I think these brands need to calm down. If you're making like a lip balm, you're not the supreme of beauty. Like the only person who can get away with that is Pat McGrath. Yeah. And and also we're not talking about limited edition. That's a different thing. Like the Aaliyah thing from Mac, it sold out because it was limited right. edition. And that's how it was marketed. We're talking about when they're like, we didn't make enough. Sorry. Right. Like, like I you spoke- want our money. You made enough. Like, I- come on. It's just marketing. I spoke to a friend and she told me that like, if you're a smaller company that doesn't have global distribution, it's a little bit different where they can kind of play that kind of thing. But like a larger self-respecting company would never do this kind of thing because they have to forecast for different markets like mm-hmm. months and months in advance, if not years. This kind of like manufactured scarcity is like a real thing that is happening. And I just think it's dishonest and I think that we shouldn't fall for it. I'm not fall for it. I'm not pre-ordering. And if they tell me it's sold out, I'll be like, fine, didn't want it anyway. Yeah, like there'll I'm sorry, there'll be another like glowy highlighter next week. So we are here. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia. And guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey 
Honey Love's Superpower Shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Hyacera is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Hey everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how aloe moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on alomoves.com and reset. Aloe Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Aloe Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on alamoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Moves. Join the community on alamoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's alamoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's alamoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. With basically beauty royalty, if I can say that. We are here with Aaron Lauder, the style and image director for Estee Lauder and the founder and creative director for Aaron. We're so happy to have you here, Aaron. We've been wanting to have you for a long time. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. So you are, needless to say, in the family business. For those of you who don't know, I mean, I don't know anyone who doesn't know this, but your grandmother is the Estee Lauder. And this is big stuff. Did you always think you know, growing up that you were going to be in the family business? Well, I've always loved beauty. As you said, Estee was my grandmother, and she was very much a mentor to me. She always taught me the importance of taking the time to put makeup on, take care of your skin. She had this great quote, you only have one face, take care of it. Mm -hmm. And probably my earliest memory is the way she smelled. She would always get in the car, and the car would fill up with fragrances and Mm -hmm. what she was working on at the time, and it was just such a memory to me. So she was Estee before she... She was... I never called her grandma. She really? wanted to be called Estee, and her real name was actually Josephine 
Esther Lauder. Yeah. And she made up the name Estee because she wanted it to be a short name for the just that would fit on the front of the bottle. She, so oh, she was, a, like she a, was a marketing genius. genius. She really was. Really, because wow. you know how when I was a baby beauty editor, making that little accent on the first, on the second E, very annoying. She's still a <laughs> wonderful woman, but yes. Brilliant. And she created a gift with purchase, which a lot of people don't know. She was the one that said everyone, no matter who you are, loves a free little gift, a little surprise. And today it's probably the most powerful vehicle in business. I just went to the beach on Sunday, and it's so funny. I went with my mother, and she had this huge, beautiful Estee Lauder beach bag. And I was like, I remember when she got that. It's like everyone loves that Get oh, yeah, like I had a Clinique makeup bag, yeah. which is also owned by mm. Estee Lauder The companies. GWP. Got to yeah. get that GWP. So were you, like when your friends were learning about beauty, you know, maybe their mom took them to the counter to get a lipstick. Did you have that experience or was it just like beauty is business in my family? Mm. Well, beauty was business and business was beauty. So we always talked about it at meals. And I obviously remember her as a little girl always putting her makeup on and putting fragrance on. Um, I still carry with me every day a compact that used to belong to her. And I think I didn't realize the power of what she created until I was in high school. And everyone started really getting into makeup. And I brought lipstick and lip gloss to school. And I don't even remember what grade I was in, probably like sixth or seven, like maybe seventh or eighth yeah. grade. And everyone was like, I love that. That's so amazing. Can I try it? And then I realized what she had created and kind of how incredible it was and her vision and her talent. Like they had their little Bonnie Bell, Dr. Pepper, and you were like, <clears throat> hold on. We did. We Everyone had their lip smackers, and I had my Estee Lauder opal lip gloss, and everyone real. preferred mine. Of course, <laughs> of course. So what, you know, you've had a lot of different roles within Estee Lauder. Um, which ones did you, you know, enjoy the most? Or can you just kind of walk us through what you've done within, you know, the big tower, the big GM tower before taking on the role of style and image director? Well, every summer in high school and in university, I worked in a different brand. And I started off at Prescriptives right after college. And I think that that was a great learning experience for me because it was a very small brand. Mm -hmm. And so there I had the ability to work on Christmas products, makeup, skincare, fragrance, advertising, and it was kind of like a mini business school. Yeah. And from there, I went to Estee Lauder, and I held various positions within the Estee Lauder brand. I did advertising, I did marketing, product development, and then I became creative director, which I held for many, many years. And that's really where I started oh, conceptualizing at Estee Lauder. Mm-hmm. And that's really where I started creating the concept in my head of creating a beauty lifestyle brand, because I thought there was an opportunity for a brand that has storytelling behind it, as well as a modern feminine approach to beauty and so, home. So can I ask you, what does that mean? And I always, you know, people who are longtime listeners of the podcast will be like, oh, there's Jess with the lifestyle question. Because I feel like <laughs> I ask it every time someone says the word lifestyle, because I think it means something different to different people. You know, I hear Nike's a lifestyle brand. Emily Weiss used the word lifestyle brand. We're talking about Glossier. I think that word, you know, Martha Stewart, it's very, under, it's very clear that it's a lifestyle brand to her because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, dish towels and, you know, cherry pie recipes. It's, I understand what that means. But when for beauty, when it's tossed around there, I'm not always sure what the creator means. What does that mean to you? Well, I think lifestyle to me means multi-category. You Mm -hmm. know, for example, we launched with beauty five years ago. And since then, we've gone into lighting, fabrics, rugs. For the Erin brand. For the Erin brand. So So the woman could experience our brand beyond beauty. And Mm -hmm. it's the idea that you can live beautifully and effortlessly and very much edited. So we have a beautiful collection of fabrics, of wallpapers, of lighting, of home objects, as well as obviously beauty. And they all work together. So lifestyle to me, similar to what Ralph Lauren does. Right. That's the ultimate, yeah. He's the ultimate lifestyle. Exactly. (laughs) He goes from a polo shirt to a tie to paint to bedding and everything in between. Are you friends with Ralph? I am. I think he's amazing. What do you guys talk about? I mean, he's so iconic. Actually, he's very... (laughs) I mean, I get intimidated because everyone... I think Ralph Lauren is like defines lifestyle and American style. And I'm very excited because I'm invited to a big dinner that he's doing in the fall to celebrate the brand. And he's doing a fashion show and a dinner. And I was... It was very funny because I got the email... And I responded immediately, like, I'd love to go. And I thought I was responding back to my assistant, but it was to his PR office. So I hope they were happy with that. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure they were. Response. But yeah. I think he's so, he's very much um, inspiring to me from what I've been creating because it is, he did obviously fragrance and he has a wonderful home collection and bedding and entertaining and he really even his wife has an incredible cookbook and they opened up that restaurant so he really does he is the king of lifestyle you can see the parallels um quickly though for you mentioned you know you were talking about Erin which is the brand that you eventually launched but you're also the Estee Lauder style and image director like Estee Lauder cosmetics correct correct so what does that what does that role entail well that really entails 
basically like all the visual cues that the brand is working on and doing. Just this morning, I got an email from the creative director, Matthew Parr, who's fantastic, mm -hmm. who replaced me. And he was asking me some ideas for compacts and gift with purchase concepts. Mm -hmm. So I'm forever in dialogue with them, whether it's a new model. We just signed Carly Kloss, um, you know, or working with Carolyn Murphy, who's probably the longest model Estee Lauder's ever had. She's been there for 17 years, and yeah. I signed her it's when I became... It's been 17 years already. 17 years, and I signed her when I became creative director, and she was the first model I signed, and still to this day we use her for Renutriv. So it really depends on what collection or what product launch they're working on, but they're very much keep me involved with the overall image. We just relaunched Beautiful, the fragrance. That was Estee's like genius concept yeah. that every bride looks beautiful on their wedding day because they take the time. And we redid a TV yeah. commercial and print ad, and I was very involved with that, helping to style it and conceptualize the concept. Yeah. But your baby is Aaron. My baby, so. my, my baby is Aaron, yes. It's very hard. You know, my uncle always says with all the brands, he doesn't have a favorite because they're all like children. And mm -hmm. I do feel like, I feel like Estee Lauder is the big sister for me, and the Aaron brand is the baby. So what? how did that come about? You had this amazing job where you were working on creative, and then you were like, this isn't enough. I need my own brand. Well, it was actually kind of very organic, and that's when I think things are actually the best. When they happen, they're meant to be. Mm -hmm. um, I was forever being asked, just how we started our interview today, what <laughs> is in your makeup bag? What was it like mm -hmm. to have Estee as your grandmother? What are the items you can't live without? Being creative director of such an incredible brand, you've worked with the best makeup artists. What are your essentials? And I thought there was an opportunity to do a very simple approach to beauty, which is more natural, my sensibility. Estee Lauder, if you look at their color palette and their advertising for makeup, it's quite dramatic. Mm -hmm. um, pure color is all about pure color. So I thought there was an opportunity to do something more neutral. And um, our CEO, who's our CEO today, um, is very into focus groups. And I had this idea of creating a beauty concept, a beauty edit, and basically the elements, the pieces that live in a makeup bag, in my makeup bag. And, and what are those? And I basically use a bronzer, a lip mm -hmm. conditioner, a fragrance, mm -hmm. a body lotion. And I went to him and I said, I would love to do a beauty capsule collection. And we had brought in a couple other wonderful talents. We brought in Tom Ford to relaunch Youth Do, yeah. which was amazing. And I did something with Michael Kors for a concept of oh. very Hollywood. He was launching a fragrance yes. and we did a Hollywood-inspired oh, collection yeah. when and everyone was becoming obsessed with red carpet. This was years ago. And you, you did the Tom collection for Estee Lauder. I did. Right. But, and then he, hello. I know. Then he created his kind of <sighs> wonderful, wonderful brand. Wait, were but you I, the reason he's even there then? I Kind of, yes. Take <laughs> He's a very good friend, and I've known him for many years. And so we I forgot that did this still wonderful collaboration together. And I thought that there was a great opportunity to do a different approach to beauty, um, a bit more edited mm -hmm. and focused. And so our CEO basically said, I love the idea, but you have to focus group it. And so from there, I focus grouped the concept. And what was interesting is people knew me for beauty, but they also associated, associated me with home and style. Mm -hmm. So it gave me the green light to go into these other categories to, to create a lifestyle just brand. Just because they knew you for home and style, because they just knew your taste, they knew that that was your, your passion, your interest? I had done a lot of um, editorial. I worked a lot with Vogue Living, mm -hmm. Vogue, um, El Decor. Your home had been photographed. My home had been photographed. I've always said my dollhouse was my favorite toy growing up. <laughs> um, I love home. I think home's really interesting. And mm -hmm. we just did a collaboration with William Sonoma. And it I was saw. incredible. Yeah. And they were a great partner. And it was exciting to see that the age range of people that were purchasing it was across the board. And you realize that home is a category that appeals to people from all different ages. Sure, yeah. So you have so many gorgeous scents. Um, I am like completely addicted. Listeners of the pod know, um, but they're always hibiscus palm, <laughs> the rose one. My favorite is lilac path because Thank there's you. absolutely nothing like it. And I, you know, I've smelled it all. It's true. There's nothing like it, and I get stopped by all kinds of people. Um, yeah, Tenshi Vanilla, the Rose de Grasse. Oh, my God, I could go on. But your most recent launch, um, Eclat de Verre, am mm -hmm. I saying that right? Yeah. Really stopped me in my tracks because it felt like to me, and I hope that, you know, I hope you take this as a compliment, it felt like it was from another time. Well, it is actually because it is a great – well, it's not – the concept was really much, very much the south of France and mm -hmm. the time I spent yeah. with my grandmother many years ago there. So mm -hmm. it's a beautiful green citrus fragrance and it has literally just launched. Yeah. And the package is beautiful. All of our packaging is all eye candy. So it's a yeah. pretty green bottle, a raffia, kind of wonderful rope around the neck. 
the folding carton looks as if it's like a beautiful straw box. So the whole experience feels as if you're in the south of France on a wonderful holiday. Didn't I say on the way over here, I was like, I feel like Aaron Lauder is like rosé incarnate, mm. like Provence. <laughs> like I know you're American and, you know, but I was like, it's like yeah. a bottle of like rosé on a hot day. I don't yeah. know. Is that it's weird like, that I said that no, about you? A compliment. And then I think I just want to say on a hot day. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> there's so yeah, there is something kind of like, you know, um, I mean I think there's a lot of different levels to like Jen's compliment, but you know, there is something that feels escapist about your fragrances and kind of luminous and you know, it there is there's always a like a romantic story, but it's not like, oh, you know, we've heard this before, annoying, you know, like some kind Here's of Here's the flanker. Yeah. But that is you know, it's funny that you're saying that because then we've done our job well done because the brand has 20 fragrances, mm -hmm. and we're about to go into China in the fall. We're in 42 countries, mm -hmm. so it's quite widely distributed. And the concept behind the fragrance was really a wardrobe of fragrances. Esty mm -hmm. had this amazing quote that said, you wouldn't wear the same dress to have dinner, and as you would to play tennis, why would you wear the same yeah. fragrance? So she really believed in this wardrobe of fragrances depending on season, mood, destination. So all the fragrances have a story behind them. And for example, Lilac Path, which you love, is a great story because it was inspired by a lilac bush at Estee's house in Long Island that now I currently live in with my family. Mm -hmm. And we were going on a totally different direction. And I sent the woman who had actually worked with Estee on fragrances, who still works with me today, an email basically like, please don't kill me, but <laughs> I think this could be an amazing concept. And I took a picture of the bush in full you know, bloom. It looked absolutely exquisite. And to tell you the truth, it's one of our best-selling fragrances. It was the easiest to create because it's a true lilac and everyone can react to a lilac. And it could be as complicated as, you know, as dreamy as a South of France experience or a lilac bush in your backyard. Yeah, it's, there's something very nostalgic about it to me. And it, it knocked me, like knocked the wind out of me the first time I smelled it. And I was like, I have to have it. Oh, thank you. Um, it's wonderful. Now, another thing that about your beauty line that's interesting is that you don't do like these big franchises like other brands do. It's not like the blah blah collection. You know, it's all of your things are like with their one offs. Like one thing that struck me was a year or two ago you did this thing called like a night table cream, like a rose table cream. I wrote about that. I was Correct. like, this is genius. I don't well, even that know was what an it original is. name that actually my grandmother had for a product and I loved it. I thought it was so chic and I loved how like old world it was. Yeah. And obviously since we are a lifestyle brand and have a lot of home elements that I thought it was kind of a perfect name. Yeah, it was, it was a hybrid. It was like a, just because I didn't do a great job of explaining it. It was like, a, it's a moisturizer that you put on your night table, right? And you so, can also wear it as a mask. You can layer it right. and wear it for a little bit longer. So like, I think it's interesting, you know, your brand is, it's a relatively young brand and, but you're like, you aren't afraid to kind of go nostalgic. You're not like, ch you're not chasing trends and you're not doing these like, 10-piece franchises. Was this a really like um, conscious decision? Well, it is very authentic to who I am yeah. and how I've been brought up in the sense of beauty and beauty routine. Yeah. And as I said, with the fragrances, they're all about different stories, mm -hmm. memories, vacations, destinations, or yeah. places you've dreamed about. And I think the same goes for the, the brand DNA. I mean, it really is has a lot of history to it, a lot of storytelling. Um, there's a fragrance called Evening Rose, mm -hmm. and it's kind of a wonderful story because it's really a combination of my grandparents. My grandfather always had scotch in his hand, and Estee loved rose. Mm -hmm. She was always forever working on a rose fragrance. So it's the combination of Bulgarian rose and cognac, and it has that. a wonderful grown-up feel to it. It's a great way to kind of finish a look, but at the same time, there's a great story. It's a gr that, that's I like the you use the word grown-up. Like The brand feels grown-up. Does anyone, have you ever felt, I mean, you aren't working completely in a silo. You are under ELC, does anyone ever push back and say, like, let's do, like, a contour yeah. kit? Oh, no, I think... A peel-off rose mask. No, but you know what's interesting? We actually have all different ages of consumers. Mm -hmm. We have opened up a few stores. We just recently opened up one in East Hampton. Mm -hmm. And we have girls who are 12 years old coming in for lip conditioner. And yeah. then we have someone coming in who's 82 who wants Rose de Grasse. So it really right. is... a it's a brand more about a state of mind than an age. So yes, there are elements that feel nostalgic, like a night table cream or the South of France inspired fragrance. But then there's very, very kind of young, unexpected, like hibiscus palm that's inspired by, you know, the tropics and a beach walk. So yeah, yeah. there's all these different layers and elements to the brand of all different ages. I think this is like a good message for brands, but like just like stay true to your DNA and like not yeah. chase the rubber mask. Though one would say too, people are launching brands, branches left branches. 
brands. Hibiscus palm branches. I know, in a tree mode. <laughs> launching brands left and right, and a lot of them fail. And I feel like a lot of people look at your brand, and they would probably say, well, she's not going to fail because she's with Estee Lauder companies. And that's the only reason it succeeded. What do you say when people are like, oh, of course, of course it's going to succeed, you know? Well, not everything succeeds. I mean, I've definitely yeah. made mistakes as a creative director and now founding Aaron. But I think you really have to stay authentic and you have to have a distinct point of view. And our brand is very feminine. It's very modern. It's based on this concept of effortless style and storytelling. And everything we do represents that, whether it's a candle or a picture frame or a fragrance. Is there like a question you ask yourself, like, would my girl have this? Or is there like, what's the bar that's like, okay, it'll make it to the shelves Mm. because it passed this litmus test? To tell you the truth, it's something that I want to bring home with me. Like, Mm. I love when I work on a fragrance and I can't wait to put it in my bag. Or we get a first sample of a new Rafi a pouch and I can't wait to wear it that weekend and I think it really it's if you love what you do and the product is a reflection of you I think then it feels authentic and true you mentioned you've made mistakes and I think it's so helpful when people share their mistakes and what they've learned from them whether it was a product a product's more fun but whatever or a management decision what's like a mistake you've made that you've well I mean in the Aaron home line a couple years ago we did a whole black marble collection and we're not a very black brand if you notice none of our fragrances have black we don't have any black in our kind of color cues the beauty's packaged in pale pink the Aaron brand as a whole is in a dusty blue and we did a black collection and it didn't do very well because Mm -hmm. our consumer is female um very very ultra feminine and it just didn't resonate with her. So I think you really have to also listen to your consumer and see what she wants from you and now, stay true you, to yourself. Do you personally wear a lot of black? I okay, yeah, yeah. I do. Actually, it's funny, it's funny that you said I wear a ton of black. I wear black all okay. year long. But I do think in the sense of beauty and home, we do more like whites and grays and yeah. you know beautiful patterns for the fragrance packages. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny. That's an interesting segue. You're talking about like that kind of like heavy look people don't like that we're this this conversation comes up between Jen and I about like how beauty has shifted to this very this aesthetic where it's like cool to like be kind of edgy and like not pretty in ads or you know a little bit in your face a little aggro um we just I keep saying ugly is the new pretty yeah ugly is the new pretty and your brand is very it's like the antithesis of that so what's your take, like, as a leader in the industry without, you know, you don't have to speak to how Aaron fits in it, just as somebody who has, you know, seen an authority in beauty. What's your take on all of this? Well, I think pretty sells pretty. I think, you know, I was very involved with picking the models for many, many years, and I still am to this day with mm-hmm. Estee Lauder. And I think if someone's beautiful, they sell the image and the story. And I think that's very much an important part of the beauty industry for us, for our point of view. And we've always been consistent with that. We've had Karen Graham for many, many years, and she was this beautiful icon. And even in her 70s today, Mm -hmm. she's still a beauty. So it's all, I think it's a personal... Sorry, I wasn't, I didn't mean like, oh, like age. Like, I didn't mean age. I just mean like No, but I know there's like this very androgynous look that sometimes happens that you see on the runway. But if you really think about the girls that Giselle is a perfect example. Mm -hmm. She is forever kind of leading the pack in the sense of beauty and style. And I think she is a true beauty. I mean, she's beautiful inside and out. And I think that in the sense of beauty, I think beauty is... Like beauty's never going to go out of style. I think beauty's never going to go out of style. What about the whole talk about retouching? A lot of brands now are saying, we don't retouch, or they want to show a little bit more freckles, more hair, and literally and figuratively show the, like, warts and all. Um, Would you ever respond to customers if they were saying, like, we want a little bit less airbrushed of a look. I mean, I think, of course, but I actually, you know, there's a lot of rules now with, like, mascara advertising. You cannot put false eyelashes on and the whole, there's a lot of retouching issues that are very, very serious, and obviously everyone abides by them. But I do think a little bit of, you know, retouching here and there only makes anything look better. But it's never too much. If you notice, I mean, Estee Lauder does a beautiful job of really showing the girl's skin, and they don't retouch that much. Um... And I think that it really depends on the brand. You can always tell when something's too retouched. And I agree. I don't think too retouched is appealing either. There's a happy medium. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We interview a lot of different female entrepreneurs. And your um, your grandmother comes up a lot as like, you know, it's like fashionable. Like the original like boss lady, you know. (laughs) Didn't Jen Atkin talk about her? So interviewed Jen Atkin. um, And she, you know, she was all about like Estee Lauder's having paved the way for, you know, women like herself and Emily Weiss. 
Who do you see, I mean, A, what do you think about that? And B, who do you see as somebody who possesses those qualities, your grandmother? Because everyone's tossing your grandmother's name around, but they don't know her. You knew her. <laughs> well, she was actually extraordinary. I mean, she started the company yeah. in 1946. Um, she grew up in Corona, Queens, yeah. and her parents barely spoke English, mm-hmm. and she was Hungarian, and she had this dream of creating a beauty brand. And her uncle was a dermatologist, so she started mixing all the product in her garage. And she was always been a genius marketer, even to the very end, she forever was thinking outside the box. Like when you look at a lot of her advertising, she was the first person to put a model in jeans. Her youth really? ad was a nude, which was so controversial in the early 50s. Um, and she was just a brilliant marketer. When she first started the brand, she would go to hair salons where people would be trapped under the hair dryers, like the very old-fashioned hair <laughs> yes, dryers. I read And this. she would go up to them and put her product on their hand, and they were trapped. So they would <laughs> listen to her, try the product, and then eventually buy it. And there was a very famous story that she did when, I guess it was, I don't remember what store it was, that wouldn't take her product, and she really wanted to launch Youth Do, which was a genius concept because it was when women at the time were buying, they were not buying fragrance for themselves. They were waiting for their boyfriend or husband to buy it. And she said, that's ridiculous. I went women to be able to have the power to buy what they want. So she created a youth to bath oil slash fragrance. So it allowed the woman to buy it for herself. And she wanted to launch youth to and a store would not launch it. So she spilled it all over the floor and everyone kept on walking in. What is the scent? What is the scent? And you know, that was the most genius idea. Um, and she was really an amazing mentor. I mean, I, the one thing I miss is never having the opportunity really to work with her because when I graduated from university was when she started getting older and, um, you know, she didn't come to the office as much. So I learned from her a lot as a grandmother and as a style mm-hmm. icon and as a friend. But sitting in a meeting with her would have been something I would have loved. So of all these like other brands that you've seen come and go, who do you think you and your grandmother would be like, okay, you could carry on our yeah. legacy? Are there any brands that you're like impressed with what they're doing? Well, I think Jo Malone was brilliant. I think mm-hmm. when she created the concept and the fragrance and the positioning and the kind of wonderful packaging, I thought was Estee would have probably loved Jo Malone. I think Charlotte Tilbury is so magical and mm-hmm. I think it's great storytelling and I love her product and the packaging and the experience and she's also very unique and authentic to who she is sure um she would totally spill her thing all over a store to get people to buy it I mean she she <laughs> has a has like a very magnetic personality she really has a ma- magnetic personality I think her products are really unique I mean when Estee started she had this clay pack mask that was this black mask that was so weird but amazing and you know that mask that Charlotte Tilbury has a dry one that you can reuse it's oh, yeah. kind of super clever she spoke to us for two hours wearing it for god's it's sake it's bizarre but it works <laughs> and um you know I think Esty would love anyone who's authentic a distinct point of view yeah. and who's not a me too would you ever like all these pa- these products that you mentioned like a lot of people don't know that they existed or I'm sure you see products come out and you're like we did you mean that the old thir- Estee Lauder products yeah we're like we oh, did yeah. that 30 years ago is there like a museum somewhere? There's an amazing, amazing archive that wait, we have wait, that is, you should come and visit us. Wait, oh, it's in the 50s, okay. and we have incredible um, archival pieces from her first lipstick. She was one of the first people ever to do Color Story. She did an evening collection. She had like little sequins oh, that like you could put on your eye. Like she was the first person really to do Color Stories, and she would have these amazing boxes that you would open up with evening lipstick and kind of wonderful like false eyelashes and she was a total just dreamer. getting very excited I just, had, I just had a question do you think that I mean I what I love what I hear about Estee is that there's a decisiveness to her you know that there's like she has a very clear point of view yeah do you think that there what would she love and I'm not talking about brands because we just talked about that what would she love and what would she not love that's happening right now that's a good question. Well, she loved makeup and fragrance. And mm-hmm. I remember she used to say, brush your hair, put lipstick on, put blush on, put rouge on. She would not love that whole, like, no makeup, androgynous <laughs> sense of beauty. Just, like, I wish I had some time with her. She would, I know. I, I always say I wish, like, I had more opportunities to yeah. kind of pick her brain. But she was very based on intuition. She had an amazing mm-hmm. gut and intuition. There was a fragrance. Yeah. was beautiful. And we were have, it was going to be blue packaging. And the night before we were presenting it to the field, she changed it to pink. She's like, you know what? It's not blue. It's pink. And she always went by her gut. She didn't believe in focus groups. So how does that fly when Estee Lauder saw all about focus groups? Well, Don't you know, just want to be like Estee? The focus group concept really didn't happen until recently. When she started the brand in 1946, up until many, many years afterwards, it was all based on intuition and a really powerful team of individuals who had been there. They created Clinique, yeah. and they created Prescriptives, and they've created a couple other brands, Origins. Yeah. And then my uncle had this brilliant idea of starting to purchase other brands that were like-minded in management and 
style and quality, mm-hmm. but different from our portfolio. And from there, we kind of started acquiring Creme de la Mer, Mac, and the list goes on. So she's obviously an icon, but let's talk about you a little bit more before we wrap up here. Your style, I was thinking about this. Like, I could just picture something on a, on a hanger and be like, Erin would never wear that. I don't even know you. I'm like, she'd never cut bangs. She wouldn't go brunette. I cut bangs on my sister. You did? My mom was away. My dad was watching us. My dad obviously wasn't paying attention. And my sister's like, I want bangs. I'm like, of course, I cut her bangs. And my How dad didn't notice. You? What? How old were you? Old enough not to cut her bangs. I probably was in ninth grade, eighth grade. Oh, I was thinking like seven How years No, old. we were old, and my mother would never let her get bangs. I just cut her How bangs. How old was she? Did she want she was the bangs? Like, she wanted the bangs. Okay. She was in sixth grade. so that could be like a mean thing to do to a sister. No, no, she like. wanted the bangs, and I wanted to cut her bangs, and we cut the bangs. My mother came back like a week later, and my dad's like, I didn't realize she was bangs. She, he, <laughs> he had no idea. So. Um, but yeah, like you have a very distinct style. Um, where do you think that comes from? Is it where you grew up and where you vacationed? Like it's it has a point of view. What what is, how do you stay so consistent? Because I feel like every well, I'm very season, consistent. I'm very you very are. consistent. Like every yeah. season, I'm like I want leather. No no no, I want silk. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I am very consistent. I think a lot has to do with where I grew up. Um, I grew up in New York until eighth grade, and then for ninth and tenth grade, I lived in Washington D.C. My dad was involved in politics under Reagan. And then I moved to Vienna when he became ambassador. And living in Europe, I think, for a year and a half was great for me because I traveled everywhere. And also having Esty as my grandmother. She spent a lot of time in Europe in the summertime, um, and we would just travel. And I think being exposed to all these different trends and styles and countries and cultures was really important and made me who I am. But it kind of made you more consistent in a way, seeing all these different things. It definitely did. And I mean, I love, you know, wonderful shoes, handbags, jewelry, but my clothes remain quite consistent. I have definitely a specific look that I love. And I know what looks good on me. And that's one of the things, especially with beauty, if you know you look good in like a neutral lip, wear a neutral lip. Mm -hmm. Just because red's a trend doesn't mean it looks good on everyone. How would you describe your style for those who came in? Probably feminine, timeless, um quite simple. I mean, I definitely don't wear a ton of color. I wear a lot of color in the spring and the summer on vacation at the beach, mm-hmm. but I love like a great pair of black pants and a silk shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is good advice. Okay, let's talk about your makeup bag. Obviously, you have a lot of Erin products. I do. What are some favorites of that, but maybe some favorites from other brands? Okay, well, I love our lip conditioner, which is a Cute. cult product. Just us too, I think. It's, it's, a, it's a rose lip conditioner. It was the first product we created. The easiest to create because it was such a beautiful formula from the first submission. Um, I always use a bronzer, and I use an Estee Lauder Bronze Goddess. I even love the name. It's a huge compact. It's really pretty. Um, I love the Estee Lauder Sumptuous Mascara. So, you know, I do one coat for day, two coats for night. You really do just one coat? I do. I'm actually very natural with makeup. Okay. Believe it or not. When people say one coat, do you think they mean that I'm... I mean, like, I do, you know, like... Until it's coated. It's coated, but I'm not, like, layering, layering, layering. Because sometimes I think people just mean they brush it up once, and I'm like, who puts on... No, but, like, you know what I mean, like, one coat, like, a good coat, but I'm not, like, layering. And then you let it dry, and we're done. What's what's that taupe that's always on your eyes? It's, like, a grayish taupe. Well, it's, like, just a beige eyeshadow from Estee Lauder. So it's, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know the name. I have to get the name. I don't know the name. Okay. Um, and I love Renutriv. I have to say, Renutriv is a oh. really interesting franchise within Estee Lauder. And I think I was there when she was creating Renutriv Foundation because she used to always mix her foundation with her Renutriv cream. And I think that was the creation of that amazing Renutriv Foundation that I wear every day. It's really luxurious. It's anti-aging. It has SPF. It's perfect. Now, I know you're very loyal to your hairstylist. I am. Well, I mean, I use someone forever who's been cutting my hair, um, and I go to different people. I go to one person for color, and I go to another Share. person. Share. Give them okay. a shout out. Well, I go to this woman out. named Maris at Julian Farrell for okay. color, and actually it's a great story because I was going somewhere else, and after I had a baby, my hair, for some reason, like, got it highlighted and it turned red. Wow. This and is off-brand. I don't like This is off-brand, like and I'm not a redhead, <laughs> and I think redheads are beautiful, but it wasn't for me. And I freaked out, and I found out a friend of mine who worked at Vogue said, you have to try this woman, Maris. She specializes in brunettes, and I've been loyal to her ever since, okay. 20 years. But and I then, was thinking about the blowout. Oh, the blowout. Because I just interviewed I interviewed your guy, and he said he's Oh, Paul Podlucky. Yes. He's. I was just there last oh, night. Yes. Paul, Paul is amazing. Yeah. He, I met him when I was doing a book. Um, called Bright Young Things, and I had never really had my hair and makeup done. When I used to go to events, I look back at all these old Costume Institute pictures, and I did my own hair and makeup, and I would go to the party. And I worked with him on that book, and he completely changed my vision of a hair and makeup stylist, and he's amazing. 
So what are you, like, did you go in and you just said, like, give me the Paul? Or did you say, this is the hairstyle I'm going to wear for the next, like, 18 years? Because you well, always have this, like, I always have the same. very sleek, super shiny, like, center-parted blowout. It's perfect, but, like, you know, you've, you've locked it down. I do. I'm, I'm consistent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he does a little bit of a layer. Yeah. And he always does a beautiful natural palette, like, let's taupes and beiges and... Oh, he does your makeup, too? He does my makeup, oh. too. Paul, Paul's like the go-to guy. He's great. I've heard his name yeah. again and again over the years. So nice. I want the Aaron. Yeah. Um, what about fragrant candles? Fragrance hair. We have candles, and all of our What's candles are. In, well, I love this one called Uzez Tuberose because I love Uzez. white florals. Okay. I love like gardenia mm-hmm, and tuberose. Mm-hmm. So it's a beautiful, beautiful fragrance inspired by France, and it has a. Magical See? package South to of it. France, I was South saying. of France, I and love then South of France. what's your favorite fragrance from Erin? Probably Rose de Grasse. Okay, it's a fragrance that we developed a few years ago, and I probably put it on two or three times a day. I have a bottle on my desk. I always put it on in the morning when I wake up, and you know before I go out at night, I always nice. put it on. Okay, so last question: yeah. Is there anything we didn't ask you? Wish we did, or something you want to set the record straight on? Oh, now's your yeah, chance. This it's is a like nuanced conversation. This is like free draw. <laughs> <laughs> free draw. Well, I actually have to say, you know, it's funny. This summer we've had a lot of wonderful young interns working with us, and they're all saying how fun and amazing it is. And I think one thing Esty always taught me was, like, love what you do. And she said, you know, work should not feel like work. It should be fun. It should be fulfilling. You should surround yourself with great, talented people. And I think that's so true. It's time to raise a wand. It's, it's time, time to raise, raise a wand. wand. Okay. Just gonna okay, raise ready? a wand. Go. I got it. I got it. Okay. Ready? It's a, it's, this product is not glamorous, but I mean, this is the best thing I've seen in a long time in my shower. Gillette Venus with Olay. It's a little bit of a collab moisturizing shower and shave cream. Have You're you seen this? A shave cream? No. Is it that swirl? Is it a swirl? Swirly. It looks like swirly. Can I see this? Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Why do you like it? Because, you know, when, like, I love, like, a shave cream. I don't like a shave gel. You've said, yeah. I, li- I really like a cream. But sometimes you put the cream and it doesn't adhere to the leg that will. You know, it's like, it kind of, it's like That's why I like the gel, but okay. But the gel I don't like because it squirts. It squirts behind you. It's like, oh, my God, I have the bottle squirted on the shower curtain. What are you and doing in your shower? It's just, you, you miss. It goes behind you. Or, like, it just, I just don't like it. I like a poof. I like a little dew drop puffy cream. A dew drop puffy cream, yes. But then sometimes. Then you put it on the leg, it's like splat, and then it goes it's no runny. Yeah. yeah. So this one's good. This is thick, it's luxurious, it's creamy. And you know what it kind of reminds me of? You know that that tip that we've all written in women's magazines? It's like you can use conditioner for your shave cream. Oh, in when, a pinch, hair conditioner, right, shave cream. But yeah. you really can't because you know it, it clogs the it razor. Clogs the razor. Jinx. This is like as if you could. It's like the, the consistency of a rich conditioner, but it doesn't clog. I don't know how they did That's it. That's what I was about to ask you. Does it clog your razor? It doesn't clog. It's so freaking good. And I like that the bottle's plastic because I don't like how sometimes like uh, you can have a rust ring. Oh, yeah, from the shave gel, like the canister. Yes. I like. I would actually try it's that. What awesome. scent should I try? Uh, I just noticed that they have like a, it seems like they have like a vanilla or I've only tried Freesia and I don't love the Freesia scent. Don't like Freesia. They have a vanilla cream, and I definitely need to try that. Okay, let's all go get some vanilla. Yeah, and cream. it's for three ninety nine to four ninety nine. Good price. Um, I'm going a little highbrow with mine, if that's okay. Uh, Surat Beauty, former podcast guest mm. Troy Surat, has been doing some lovely things with his line. Yeah. he just came out with lid lacquer. Oh, so. I saw that when I was creeping in your kit. You guys, eye gloss. I love eye gloss. It is so hard to find. What do you mean when you were creeping in my kit? When you told me to go look for that thing when we were by the pool and I went upstairs to look for your thing. Oh, right, 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 right. So I was creeping in your kit. Oh, yeah, in Vegas. Um, What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. (laughs) Uh, Somebody hire us, please. So lid (laughs) lid lacquer. Eye glosses are great, but then your eyes get all tacky. They're just like hard to formulate. He... He's a perfectionist, this yeah. one. The formula is really um, sheer and glossy, and it looks like your eyes are glistening, but then they don't feel like they have Vaseline on them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I, some of the darker colors, I'm like, I don't need a glossy dark brown eye. That feels weird to me. But Kira Kira is the color. That's nice. Great name, obviously. It's like a shimmering white. It looks very white and opaque in the compact. But when it goes on, remember I was wearing it, yeah. and you were like, what's happening Yeah, I here? liked it. It just like brightens up your whole... 
eye area. Like you're just like your eyes sparkling, but not in that like hardcore shimmer kind of way. And then you also have a little bit of the dewiness from the gloss. I like the one um, Jen's showing me the like the picture of online. You like Hadaka? Yes, I like the one one rub from it. It's it, like a rose yeah, gold. These are inspired by Japanese words, so I'm not sure what Hadaka means, but it's a glistening sand they call That's it. That's beautiful. And so they're thirty six dollars on Sephora, but um, the little pot lasts a long time, and you can also dab it on your cheeks and lips if you wanted to. But That's honestly, really nice. Save it for your eyes. That's what it's formulated for. Does it's it really last? Nice. Because I feel like with glosses, they're gone after like the, two hours. I'm glad you asked that. They're reflective, dewy quality does fade within an hour, but the shimmer is so fine and high quality that it almost looks like it's wet still, and mm -hmm. it's still there, and it doesn't look like you had fallout. Do you okay. know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. so you're still sparkling, so cool. I raise a wand to it. Nice. Thank you so much for listening. We're growing because of people like you telling your friends and fam and all that. But if you really want to help us out, which would be amazing, please go over to iTunes and write us a little review or just throw us some stars. Five, please. That would be incredible. And if you want to know where to find any of the people or places or things we talked about, go to FatMascara.com and check out our blog. You can follow us on all the social channels at FatMascara or email us at info at FatMascara.com. We'll even read your letters on the air. So profesh. So profesh. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Hyacera is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually try. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.